0: Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of the Upopolis Podcast. I'm Kristen Ogler, Child Life Specialist, host of the podcast, and Upopolis' National Program Manager. I can't believe it's six weeks since I've last connected with you over this podcast. Took a little pause to think about where we want to go with podcast topics, podcast guests, but we're also focusing on a few other projects that we were working on and our goals for 2022. So I'm excited today to join you to tell you about one of those projects. And then I know you've probably heard about in the previous podcasts or you've checked out on our social or you got this challenge, which was our second annual one. And we delivered that and we're delivering the second set of that because we offered it two rounds of it this fall. Right now that's currently happening. So youth would get an email once a week for four weeks and the theme was building empowerment and each week we looked at different things. Um, We had a video lesson and some activities to go along with that and contests and lots of fun for the youth to be able to do that and I loved seeing their mandelas, hearing their mantras, and just talking about how they're dealing with those big feelings. One of the things that we... Are also focusing on is our grief island. So, as you know, um, last year we launched a separate version of Eupopolis where we're able to have different capabilities, and we're able to have these little pocket communities that are kind of really isolated from the other communities within the island. So there's one for siblings of youth with medical diagnosis or medical conditions and then there is another one for youth navigating grief in terms of the death of a loved one. So there's so many types of grief and lots of the resources I'll talk about you can apply to bits um to all different kinds of grief, but We have this community where those youth can connect, but we're looking for ways to really provide support for youth in areas that don't have support. And the pandemic has really challenged people to be able to think about pivoting and how they can deliver services online. And there's some phenomenal in-person programs, and we really want to encourage the youth to attend those. But sometimes youth are going to live in places where they don't have access to programs like that. And one of the initiatives I was involved in almost a decade ago was being able to create a summer camp that youth could go to and attend and get grief support and peer support in a chunk of time during the summer because it wasn't necessarily possible for them to attend because of demographics, um, an in-person group during the week. Once again, looking at that, how can we deliver service to youth? Um, and give them the support they need when they don't live in an area where there is a program already. We have Grief and Youth starting, so it's going to launch on December 7th. It's open to youth in grades 7 through 9. It's a six-week commitment, so we're asking them to join us, our Child Life Specialist team. We're going to meet with them over a video chat. We're going to connect with them on the Eupopolis Island. They'll have ongoing peer support. They'll have ongoing access to our child life team. But first, we're just going to commit to a six-week program to help build those relationships, to help navigate some of those feelings that they're feeling, and to give them the experience of being in one of those support groups. There's going to be some great work happening there. And the activities and the stuff that we do is all evidence-based and just as what we did with the You Got This challenge. So looking at what does the research show is helpful and being able to deliver that and finding ways to make that happen using an online format. So if you have had the opportunity to check out some of the other resources we have, then you may have come across our blogs. And Nancy recently for Remembrance Day shared a blog that was navigating first after the dev of a loved one. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more, but I also wanted to highlight a few other blogs that we have. And we noticed that our blog archive, so you can see our recent one, and then you can see in our archives, our most recent five or six, but we've asked the programmers to open it up so you can see other ones, including the ABCs of grief, how you can help a grieving youth transition back to school, helping youth navigate grief online. And then this one isn't specifically grief related, but definitely tidbits of other blogs come in handy in dealing with and helping youth cope with grief um, would be five interventions to help your the youth in your life get talking so the one I wanted to focus on today is the blog that Nancy wrote for November eleventh and I'm just going to highlight a few things she mentioned in it and you can pop over and check that out those ones that I did reference a few moments ago I'm going to link in the podcast description so that you're able to access them just in case the programmers take a little bit more time than I hope. So she gives five tips in the recent blog. Uh, One of them is to plan ahead. So just like we do for other stressful life events, when it comes to child life and preparing children for hospital, we tell you like break things down, know what's going to be expected. So when you're thinking of a medical procedure, you find out the sequence of events, you're going to want to do that for your upcoming week or upcoming months, like look ahead so that you know what things are going to be challenging for you, and then you can make a plan for how you're going to cope and navigate those. So December is coming up, and there's holidays. There's Hanukkah. There's Christmas. Um, what traditions? What things happen? Um, what things are you going to have to attend? Or maybe that you feel you can't attend that you want to start having some discussions and making some plans for now. So prepare yourself, look ahead so that you can help decrease some of the anxiety that comes along with that. Um, and you can help yourself to cope better. So that's the, the thing. You're not the only one involved in some of these things, right? Um, and some people are going to maybe have some expectations for you, um, or they're going to think that you want to um, do some certain things or that you're okay with some things and you're going to want to have conversations about that. You're going to want to chat with your friends and family about what you can and can't do. You're going to want to manage those expectations so that everybody knows where you guys all are at with things. So that is super helpful. Not only do you want to like plan ahead and look ahead so that you can prepare yourself, but you want to have some of those conversations so you can set yourself up for being able to cope and manage those things that are coming up. So um, there's going to be other family members maybe that are grieving as well. And those conversations that you're having, maybe um, for the third tip that Nancy gives, you're going to want to um, open up those conversations to them about, you know, what, what they're planning, what their thoughts are, what they think is manageable, um if there's an event or something coming up and you just have to get prepared for it, how you're going to do that together and what you can expect from one another, and um maybe even what things that you need to pause for a little bit um, because you might find them challenging, or maybe you don't want to pause them because you're gonna to have to have it first at some time, but how can you do it so it feels more manageable? Um when it comes to special days and thinking about Nancy has a great point on tip number five is that you may feel that you want to like have a connection with that person that you've lost or has died. Um, and one way to do that is to be intentional. So you might want to find some small way to honor them. Maybe you have a special Christmas ornament that you add to the tree. Maybe you carry on a tradition that you always did with them. Maybe you um, just go do something. Like maybe your loved one loved to skate or maybe they loved to ski or maybe they really enjoyed going to a special restaurant. Maybe you want to do those things that they love to do. Um, find that special way to honor them. So just in review, um, tip one she gave was to look ahead and make a plan, know what's expected of yourself. Tip two is to talk to friends and family members so that you can let them know what you feel you can and can't do, managing those expectations. Tip three was talk to other family members who are grieving as well. So you can make a plan together and know what to expect from each other. And tip four was um, if there's an event or something coming up, um, you don't need surprises. So you want to prepare yourself for that. And then tip five was, um, figuring out, um, connection. If you want to connect and find a way to honor or celebrate your loved one, how make a plan for how you want to do that. Um, so that you can really be in that moment and enjoy that moment. And you're not stressing and panicking, um, on the day of um, and experiencing a lot of anxiety because you haven't thought ahead and prepared for that. So it is really all about taking some time to be intentional. And I hope you find um, Nancy's blog helpful and the other blogs as well. And if you do know a youth who you could benefit from Eupopolis Island and having access to grief peer support or our upcoming grief and youth support group, um, then please reach out to us at support at eupopolis.com and make that referral, and we will get you the information you need to get them connected. So, thank you for joining me for episode 25. And I'm sorry it was so long since we last chatted. And I look forward to connecting with you for episode 26. Take care, and thank you for joining me.